everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast. I'm Reese, and this is the Welsh Rugby Podcast that's finally gotten to grips with predicting results to a degree of accuracy. I'm pleased to say that this week we have a full house as I'm joined by Ed and Mikey to pour over the ongoing and worsening WRU Omni Shambles. We'll then take a look at how the Welsh teams got on in URC Round 14, take a look ahead to what may or may not be Wales-England next weekend, and, as always, we'll be bringing you our Forbidden Loves of the Week. So, let's get started with this episode of the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast. Okay, welcome everybody. Uh, just to kick off, I am here with Mikey. Ed may or may not be joining us later. This really is the danger of uh, pre-recording your introductions ahead of time. Uh, but yeah, Mikey, how are you doing, bud? Yeah, all good in the hood. Cheers. All good. Another, right? another, another busy weekend for you? Uh, flat out. Flat out. <laughs> just not on my back. But there yeah. we are. Uh, indeed. Yeah, no, it hasn't been particularly quiet here. Loads of... Uh, yeah socializing so i went to a 30th birthday party on uh on friday night nice in a in a warehouse in canton deep dark canton as well sort of Deepest, adjacent canton yeah really <laughs> Aye. Uh, in, in a warehouse was, was it was an illegal rave as such no no it was uh <laughs> it was it was all above board uh, oh good oh good ma- margaritas were nine pound a pop so no yeah yeah <laughs> do do yeah but yeah, the things you can find in alleyways in Cardiff these days is uh, well something to behold. Anyway, there's a, there's a new uh, shop open up in the village now, so I uh, had a couple of cans with my uncle last night watching the um, Cardiff, sorry, the Cardiff game, and oh, uh, the, and, and the Dragons game. Uh, oh, there we go. I'm glad somebody's managed to catch the Dragons game because uh, yeah, I didn't manage to see that straight after the Cardiff game. Then, uh, then, then you come on to that, I'm sure. So is this one of the ten pound? Ten cans oh, so ten pound. So this is not particularly. Right. It's not necessarily a, a craft beer shop. It's a. Oh no 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 no. This a, is yeah. <laughs> this is your shop in the village kind of uh, kind of job. Beautiful. Wouldn't have her any other way. <laughs> yeah. So then Saturday, I went to visit my my new niece. She's just yeah. uh, come along. I so oh, lovely, uh, no, lovely. Now an un- now an uncle to two. Ooh. So uh, yeah, I. Um, Christmas Christmas gets more expensive. Every doubled. time. Double. It's double. Double. In fact. Oh, double. <laughs> exactly. And of course, if if I buy. You know, you buy the new baby a gift. Well, then, then you've got to buy the existing toddler a gift. You know, otherwise he's feeling left out. And uh, before you know, you well, you know, I've bought the kids a gift. I might as well get the parents a gift. And uh, well, of yeah, course, it's, it's been one of the most expensive Februarys on record, I think. <laughs> then, of course, uh, off to the rugby yesterday down the Arms Park as as per. And uh, yeah, a little bit of uh, visiting then today. Just gone to see some family and whatnot. But yeah, um, so. Just to say thanks for tuning in, however you are listening. You can get in touch with us. Our DMs are open on Twitter at FLRugbyPod. You can email us on ForbiddenLoveRugby at gmail.com. Myself, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at RJJ Blue and Black. And the introduction everybody's been waiting for, Mikey, how do people find you? It's Mikey S. Harris, all lowercase. I don't know if it makes a difference. Fantastic. Um, because Ed hasn't shown up yet, um, he is at Eddie Rugby, E Y Rugby. And I'm sure, well, we'd all love to hear from you. So, Mikey, shall we kick off then with the ongoing WIU crises, yep. which oh. seem to overlap and tangle? And Yeah. First of all, emotionally, how does it make you feel? Because it makes me just exhausted. Um. Ah, uh, if and I've felt like this about a lot of a lot of things I can't control. Like if I was invested, if I was in in the mix, um, one of them players, then yes, I think my emotions would be up, down, left, right, back, for all over the shop. But um, I think over the last few years, where there's been a bit of nonsense with the WIU, I mean, if you look back towards when there was the proposed merger between the Ospreys and the Scarlets. No, it's like, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just more drama for the sake of drama. I think they're watching too much of this scripted reality television programs. Yeah, and not listening to enough semi-scripted rugby podcasts. Absolutely. I mean, I think we're top of the <laughs> shop there, wouldn't be uh, allegedly. But uh, no, I think um, you've got to feel for the players and everyone there who are impacted. But personally, I feel a bit numb to it because I'm I I don't mm-hmm. I'm not directly impacted. I mean, you know, it'd be a shame if the WRU was to um 
disband and reform under the guise of something different, of course. You know, you, but would it be such a bad thing? I don't know. Um, yeah, at this point, like, first, first of all, I guess I'm just exhausted trying to keep up with it because yeah. every day something new happens. And, like, it's snowballed, hasn't it? So, like, there was yeah. always little trickles, you know. So, you look back to, I guess, pre-COVID, and the regions were in a little bit of trouble financially. So yep. was the WIU. Uh, then that trickle sort of became a bit more of a deluge after the pandemic. And then you yep. had this thing with the the loans that the WIU took yep. out for the regions to pay back. And then you had the Osprey Scarlet's murder, as you said. Then you had the misogyny scandal. And now, all the, yeah. and now all of a sudden the business side of it is... And just keeping up with it has been hard. That, that snowball seemed to have ramped up from a snowball to a snowman. And no less, <laughs> yeah. a, snow, and no less a snowstorm incoming. Well, I know. And, I mean, Christ, I, I, I can't... It's got to the point where I can't really remember what Ed no. and I covered in the last one. But yeah. I, I think if I just sort of, off the top of my head, try and give the, the, the I guess, the main talking points that have come out over the last week... And then we maybe just have a loose chat around yeah. those because trying to come up with talking points before the podcast now is a kind of a f- act in futility because it could have all changed today, you know. But I guess first yeah. of all, Mikey, do you think this has had an impact on results for Wales and the regions? I I think it has. I mean, if you look at, uh, I'm sure we'll get on to this in a in a short while. The um, fortunes of the Ospreys and the Dragons this weekend, granted. Um, They've been against Irish opposition, but um, it doesn't seem to affect the, bl- the- Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> nearly, nearly happened. Cardiff and the and the Scarlet so much. Um, yeah, they play in different opposition, of course. Like, but um, yeah, I think that helps. And I, I actually think being at home. Oh you, yeah, you're in front of fans who've come to see you every week, and you want to yes. put on a show for them. Ospreys and and uh, dragons yeah, going out to. Munster and Leinster, it's a whole different game. Oh yeah, it? this is this noisy feat, like um, of course, but uh, you know, both depleted, both under the under the cloud of the WRU, and um, you know, we still, you know, unrightly so, we don't know who them players were in the media saying they're on antidepressants and and such. Um, I mean, they could have been playing on the weekend, uh, on this weekend, we don't know, but what a what a shoddy old state of affairs like to, to for players to feel they're in that position. 100%. So, yeah. And this has all led now to... Well, let, let's just do some context. When I say this, what I mean is the ongoing lack of clarity over what yep. the budgets and therefore contracts will look like next season in four months' time yeah. have led to players, Wales players, threatening to strike to make a stand... Uh, during the England game, so so, what are your thoughts on the potential strike action there? They have to do something. I think the players are forced by themselves and as a collective to take affirmative action. Because, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, like you know, it is the there's there's big games in the Six Nations, but for Wales, they don't come much bigger than a mm-hmm. Wales England game in Cardiff. Yeah, and um. You know, if there was ever a game, I mean, if it was against France or Italy, maybe that wouldn't, the gravity as such wouldn't be there so much. Yeah. But I think because it's it is Wales, it is England, it is a a border derby. Then I think it, it's kind of the right time. So if if you're um, let's say you're one of the leading figures in the Welsh rugby players group, and you it's you've been tasked with how the strike action would look. What would you be doing? Would you be not showing up to the game or would you be doing anything else? In another universe, I'm there. And this is all okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. yeah uh, if that's me, I'm, and I'm leading the charge with the boys. Um, we're sitting pretty in the hotel, down the veil. So here's what I think I would do. Now, I don't know how this would pan out legally. Um, and there might be allegations, for example, of something like match fixing. If you were to do this, but what I would do, mm. what, I, what I would like, what I would like to see, yeah, yeah. is <laughs> everything normal. Anthems, <laughs> yeah. England oh. win the toss; they choose yep. to kick off, mm. and as the whistle goes, we just walk over to no. the five meter line and go into a huddle in front of a live TV audience and a stadium oh. full of people. 
that's how I would want to wow, do it. That is huge. I mean, that's yeah. uh, that's uh, that's creating some headlines. That is, it's like it's up there with when the old blacks uh, were made to do the hacker or felt they could only do the hacker in the changing rooms. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's. Yeah. And you just know it would still be talked about 50 years uh, later, yeah, you know? Yeah, there'd be some booing and some hissing, maybe. Yeah, but I, like... think that, I think there'd be some applause, actually. Oh, I think... in equal, yeah, if, if yeah, I'd, I'd say that, I mean, yeah, I mean, support for the players, because it's, it's like, yeah. there's where you see your ways. I mean, great, you've got the stadium, the mm. the the park gate, um, the, the high performance centre, Great, yeah. fine. You can have all that, but that's the mo- you know, the, the, the the most of us as supporters seldom get to see that. Yeah, we, yeah, we totally. As a supporter, you want to see what's on the field. Yeah, yeah. You want to see the the best of the best taken to the park to put in the performances to win the Grand Slams, the Triple Crowns, the Six Nations, and let's whisper a World Cup. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know if I don't know if this is Wales year for uh, for all of that. Oh yeah, but. But yeah, like I, I just think that would be great, and mm, it's, that has the pull, doesn't it? That has the media involved. That's got millions of eyes on it. Be it in this from this from the stadium to the pubs, the clubs, and the yeah. front rooms. And I think one thing that's encouraging is I, I think like from reading, scrolling through social media, and I've been doing a lot of doom scrolling on this. Mm. It does seem like you'd say ninety-five percent of fans are behind the players. Oh, yeah. definitely. I mean, like. You, you you put yourself as 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 invested in in Welsh rugby. You kind of as a supporter, yeah. you put yourself in the mould of a player, and think mm. like sort of when you when, when you come to think about it, sort of like how would how would that affect you? Well, I mean like like Reese, what do you what do you what do you think in the what do you the kind of thing you just asked me? Like how would I feel if I was one of the leading players? Like what what would? Yeah, well, this is it. I mean, I I think there'd be you know it's like in a rugby team there is a lot of solidarity and there's a lot yeah. of togetherness. And I think that if your teammates were distracted by this, were worried about this, and maybe you necessarily yourself aren't, because let's say you've already got a, an earlier contract extension. Yeah, of course. I, been, yeah. I, I think you'd want to show your support, so you would yeah. you would do whatever the the people in trouble would ask of you. I think. Yeah. And I think sometimes there's a there's a the, the big headline, of course, is that. It's the players who are out of contract, and yeah. nobody's mentioned about those who have, who've maintained who are in sort of the midpoint or start of a mm-hmm. new contract kind of thing, and how this isn't necessarily affecting them. No. So, like, if this, they're, they're, you know, we don't know this and we don't see this, and and of course there is that solidarity. You you live, you breathe, you 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 shed blood for your team, you shed blood and tears in equal measure sometimes for the for your for your buddy and your teammate next to you. Yeah, but imagine if there is that disparity in in camp between those who are out of contract and those who are not out of contract it's, in this particular period, kind of thing. It is interesting, and uh, unfortunately, I don't really have a list of no. names no. and contract uh, no, no. time remaining. Um, but yeah, you, you'd like to think that I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm picking names out of a hat, you know. Mm. I, I don't really know the, the state of their contracts, but let's say. Yeah. Some somebody we definitely know is coming to the end of their contract, like a Jack Morgan. Um, and let's let's pretend for the sake of argument, Alan Wynn's got two years left in his yeah. Ospreys contract. Yeah. I like. I would like to think that Alan oh, Wynn would yeah. do whatever Jack Morgan wants. Uh, and you know, I think picking Alan Wynn, they he's been around enough to see the bigger picture. Yeah. It's not. He's not his first rodeo. And it's not no, the first time. <laughs> it's not the it's first, first rodeo this year. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> and it's not the first time he's been engulfed in that kind of controversy yeah. as well. I mean, go back to the the, mer- the the potential merger. I mean, you know, he was captain of the Ospreys then, and like, you know, if if anybody's gonna be, if you're looking to anyone to make a comment or a statement or something along them lines, it's gonna be someone with 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 Alan Wynn's experience. Yeah, I think so, and like. Uh, I don't know. You, you think of so so recently. Remember, uh, Steph Hughes uh, came out and said, you know, how he was worried about uh, having to provide for his. Well, he's got he's got a child. I think his yeah. wife's pregnant. Yeah. They've got a mortgage, and his contract coming to an end. And yeah, then that's... this weekend, he did get injured and have to go off. So now, all of a sudden, how does that? Have... Yeah, yeah, like it Which, makes him less employable. Yeah. Especially if budgets are being slashed, because all, all of a sudden now he, he could be 
from a business point of view and through no fault of the dragons he could be chucked on the scrap heap and he's in the dragons on a uh, short term exactly. contractors cover as well so he's in and the, he's, he's been an incredible servant for them in, in oh, the last oh gosh absolutely few he's, months. Been, he's he's held, he's been the captain of, of yeah. the dragons they I mean and as a to come in as a as cover player and to take up that that, that, that take the handle of captain as well I mean mm. that's you, you're coming in and trying to impose your place on that team not being strictly from that team like and that's that's yeah. huge that is massive and I think Steph Hughes has done really well really really well so. in fact of the Dragons since 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 uh, moving there from the Scarlets I don't know don't know what what was off with him at the Scarlets but since coming to the Dragons he's I think he's been able to sort of be that player who steps up as the experienced player in the backs there yeah, and I mean, whenever Scarlet's fans were at the Arms Park and you get chatting on the North Terrace, yeah. people would talk up Steph Hughes. Like, the, the Scarlet's fans yeah. themselves yes, they were, do. were big fans. Of, like, And I was never really that familiar with him, you know. But since he's gone to the Dragons, he's stood out a bit more, yeah. I think. And I think he's he's an 8 out of 10 regional player. Yeah, in the Scarlet's, I think he's lost in the midst of sort of, um, like, sort of Patrell at 10... Um, Scott Foxy. Williams, Foxy, and and lost in that midfield kind of thing. Yeah, Johnny Williams. Yeah, all, all, all capped regular capped yeah. internationals yeah. kind of as well. So, um, but these teams need these Steph Hughes. Like, yeah, you, you, you know, you, they are the life and soul of the teams. Yeah. I mean, look, look at Cardiff now, like Josh Turnbull and Lloyd Williams. Um, yeah. Probably not going to get capped again, but crucial, yeah. out, absolutely out crucial. And out, out and out clubmen who are uh, were there through the thick and the thin of it. Now another thing this seems to have led to is this creeping realisation that probably actually the WRU can only afford to help with the budgets of three <sighs> regions and it the problem they've got and I'm I'm doing a lot of reading between the lines here. Yeah, of course, yeah. But yeah. they are contracted to the URC and the other comp- competitions to provide four teams, which has led <laughs> to this this yeah. uh, idea that Ealing and Ospreys are now going to merge. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the world! I want to get off. I know. Like I mean, I mean the, the, Ealing and Ospreys. I mean, Dragons and Ealing, maybe right. I mean, <laughs> ge- geographically speaking, I mean, yes. it, on the geographic cut. I mean, you can't take a team. I mean, you can't take a team from Newport and put them in London. I mean, we're talking in in like in terms of the NFL, you with the recruiting teams and putting them somewhere yeah. for, the, for the for the sole purpose of. Was, I, I was thinking, yeah, you could you could call them. I don't know the uh, the Ealbukirki Ospretopes. You know. Oh. <laughs> It's incredible, yeah. Like if you're an Ospreys fan living in Swansea or Neath or anywhere really west west of the uh, the Towie, yeah, then uh, you you'd have to go past two other teams to go and support. And you're not, the team. You're, you're, you're stopping off. You're, yeah. you're, you're stopping in Cardiff. Let, let's yeah. let's say you're, you're stopping in Cardiff. See, the, yeah, the the ideal position for this new team would be Lee Delamere Services because I don't think I've ever driven to London or pulled over at Lee Delamere <laughs> and having a <laughs> or a can of coke. It's it's the um. How much stress can your bladder take? Kind of. <laughs> but, um, I, mean, oh, he's, I, I, I hate the idea. I absolutely. It's yeah. not even a forbidden love. It's an absolute. Oh out God! And out no hate. I mean, well, well, words fail me. Like you know, this is a podcast. You need to speak, but words fail me. On it's, it's the <laughs> it's the most evil sort of win win <laughs> I've ever come across because it's a win for Ealing who yeah. really want top flight rugby but just don't have a stadium. Yeah, but, but, but sort of Bedford and Doncaster. Yeah, and it's it's a win for the WIU who are they look like dicks to basically everybody. Yeah. Uh, and they can't afford the teams they're contracted to supply. So and, they're going to go in yeah. with, a, with, a, with a team who already have a financial backer. It's like yeah. getting the region in through the back door. Like, I, mean, I, 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 can, I can see just so much evil moustache twiddling going oh. on in the back. <laughs> it's just, just, you know, why, why not London Welsh? I mean, at least there's there's a connection there. So, and there's I'm a at, historical connection with, with, with former players, the, the, the greats of the, eight, of, the, of the 70s kind of thing. I think if I'm being generous, the reason it's not London Welsh is they don't have any money well, anymore, whereas even are there, cash yeah, rich. There know. is that, and... And it's a shame that it's, it's the money that does the talking. I mean, yeah, it should it should it should never be. But it's it's gonna be, isn't it? And it is. I, I think it's it's weird, isn't it? Because I still think of when when I, I don't know if it's, it's it's sort of like a lingering word association where you know somebody says Ospreys and I still think Galacticos from two thousand eight two thousand nine. Yeah. 
I, I don't really think cash strapped on the verge of going bust unless they do something ridiculous like merge with Scarlet or Ealing. Well, it's, it's we, we talk about this like with other supporters and fans and mm. believe it or not, other friends not on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like you know, particularly our friend uh, from the West there. Eh? Aye. Um, Oh, uh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we, we we talked about sort of that Ospreys and Scarlet's merger, like, and, you know, my opinion was that it would always, always be in Swansea. His opinion was that they couldn't be in Swansea because the Ospreys don't own the Liberty. Yeah. And, you know, the the, the, the Park of Scarlet's there is, is owned by the Scarlet's. So financial sense in, would, make, would mean that they would have potentially, but it's, you know, it's not a thing. It never happened. And I don't actually think like I think merger is the wrong word. Here. It's, yeah, it's actually it's more of a consumption, isn't it? It's uh, yeah. It's Ospreys. It's it's weird to say this out loud because I I still feel like it kind of can't be hard. And you know what it's like, right? You read this stuff all week, mm. and then somebody puts a microphone in front of you and you try to give an opinion on it, and you start going, "Wait, am I right? Is what I'm saying correct?" But like, if Ospreys were to be wound up or folded or stopped being funded, yeah, they wouldn't be merging with Ealing. They would be. Well, instead of maybe in, yeah, Ealing would be instead of Ospreys, yeah, which yeah. is yeah, it's, a, it's an but incredible like, situation. You know, money isn't there forever. Money's only there till it runs out. So what happens when the money runs out at Ealing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the guy who runs it, Mister Something Something Ghoulie, brilliant name. Yeah. Um. Yeah. At some point, much like all benefactors eventually move on. Or, or, you know, let's not get too morbid. At some point, they'll die, you know. <laughs> um, and, you know, ne- not necessarily the heir to the wealth is going to want to carry on doing what they do, you know. Yeah. Um, then you're into the murky realms of trusts and all of this, and <sighs> who knows. But, um, yeah, which, yeah which... so it's, it's potentially a nice little segue. So, I mean, if you're expecting Osprey's players to up sticks and move to Ealing, this kind of brings us on to something else that came out about these contract negotiations where one of the demands of the WRU was that at the WRU's whim, a player can be just moved to a different Ooh, region. Right. I, this, when, when i seen this, I kind of like that, but I only like that if the players are centrally contracted. Yeah, no, okay. That's good. It's got its place. Like, but if it all needs to be managed from the top down, it's got to start with the very top. And the very top is Wales, Team Wales, Rugby Cymru, WIU, whatever they're going to be. If they, mm-hmm. and um, you can then, I think, from a player management uh, perspective, manage the players where you see them. I mean, you could want your front row playing in one club, your back row yeah. playing another, your half backs, your centre pairings, your your three, your your, your back three quarter playing you know to get that familiarity with each other like where they shuffled around um Manonu and Sonny Bill Williams in New Zealand between mm-hmm. uh Hurricanes and the the Blues um where if if the governing body feel there's a weaker team in a certain a team weakened in a certain position they can put somebody there with a bit more oomph behind them for the benefit of that team and the benefit of them of the player to get them playing more regular but do you think um you you might lose something there so if you, if you think about going to watch a team and like you see a youngster coming through and you're excited to see their development or then you've got your stalwarts who've always been there and you, you know you're sort of reliable and there's a bit of like um i guess an identity and i feel like yeah first of all if the wiu is allowed to just move a player do you think maybe it'll harm that depends on what the want is mm if if yeah. the want is, I mean, to, for example, let's 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 muse sharply about New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. the end goal is the All Blacks. Mm-hmm. They play towards the benefit of the All Blacks. How they do it is on them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> whether they feel they can place players centrally contracted where they feel they will be best suited. Mm-hmm. That's a that's professional rugby. That's mm-hmm. you, you 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 put where your boss tells you to go in short um which is different th- with wales the wales yeah, is I think, I think you're right a lot different 
yeah, it's kind of like the WRU wants his cake and to eat it. So you can't have the regions pay in the wages no. and then demand that that region moves a player to a different region. Yeah. Uh, yeah, otherwise, yeah, you've just got to pick up the, the salary for all those players and then you're yeah. the boss. Yeah. Because there was, there was this thing earlier in the week um, where one of the media outlets spoke to an employment law person who said, the players can't strike against England because they wouldn't have followed the process to strike against an employer. But actually, it does, it's moot. The, the WIU isn't the employer. It's an invitational side. Yeah, You can just turn down the invitation. It's not a strike like you or I would go on strike. It's, yeah. uh, Which yeah, is where I, I think th- the WIU have kind of shot themselves in the foot by having focus on different things, non-rugby. Oh, aye. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, like I, I said this with Ed last week, yeah. that... I, I don't like to keep comparing Cardiff with Leinster because, you know, we're not the same. But, yeah, we just, in Wales, we don't have the the facilities invested in by the governing bodies to make the product, no. rugby, better. You know, and, and let's say, you know, Ireland's model works in Ireland. New Zealand's yeah. model works in New Zealand. Now, I think if you're the WRU, I think you're looking at every potential model mm-hmm. and trying to take what fits. Because the New Zealand model might not work in Wales. And I'm sure as, as eggs is eggs, the Irish model isn't going to work in Wales. Mm. Purely on the fact like that Welsh rugby is such that it it's it's it is very colloquial. I mean I was thinking about this earlier on, like, you know, in in prep for today, like yeah. you will go and batter your next door neighbour, your your village derby, yeah. but you'll grab all of him in the bar after and buy him a beer and yeah. and ten and ten more after that. <laughs> because he's because he's your buddy, yeah, but yeah. but that's the problem. Like you know, it's, it's it's as much of a problem as a benefit. It's like that is what what Welsh rugby is built on. Welsh rugby I've... is built from the foundations on the club structure, which is hard to get away from and have yeah, yeah. those people involved in charge running of the game. Not there, but rugby has changed so much from the Halcyon days of of the of. <laughs> Of the history of you, you go where you, you wear your blazer, you come back with your tie around your head, kind of thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, but, it's it's much a different beast from what he was, and it's it's, it's sort of brought me up my next question a little bit. So I, I I kind of feel like in Wales, the governing body, especially and perhaps the players, um, professionalism wasn't truly embraced by everybody in Wales. I think um, so. The WRU doesn't strike me as professional. Um, I think actually a lot of supporters as well. I mean. It, I feel like a lot of supporters would be happy if rugby just went back to being amateur. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's um, it it always was till '97, yeah. and although like you know, I think we may well have mentioned before that you know the the regions and the rugby will they would be better professionals now than they were yeah, back oh, in '97. You know, I, I like I I I'd go so far as to say like I don't know a Welsh region from 2023. Would beat the All Blacks from two thousand and five. Like professionals has moved on so much that um, let's have a look at that New Zealand team from back then. Is it? Oh no, I mean, it's, it's, it's a world beat inside. Don't get me wrong, but like the marginal gains are, are such that I, I honestly think that like a pro team now would just hammer an international team from twenty years ago. But that, that's oh. just because it's pro sport, you know. It's, and like back in two thousand and five, you saw a lot of hangover from the. Uh, Oh yeah, I mean, from the amateur days, you, you know. I I I sometimes sort of go back and watch that Wales England '99. Um, oh, the Wembley, Wembley game. Wembley game. <laughs> yeah, just when I'm feeling a bit sad, it cheers me up. Oh, I. Yeah. <laughs> and you look look back from from now to to then, and that was '99. What we talking twenty four years ago? Yeah, there or thereabout, and they were our best players. They wouldn't make it onto the bench for the seconds these days. Absolutely, yeah. Do you know this what I mean? Is, this is Rem Yeah, like they couldn't string a pass together. Like it is, no, it's ridiculous. And do you know? Oh, you know, hang on. Have we just been joined Hello? by the ghost of Ed Folly? There he is. Look. I think there he is. Hey, there he is, man. Oh, he's, he's looking like. Hello. Uh, he's looking like he's behind a frosty shower screen. Hey. There he is, man. Ed. Hello. How are you doing? Ah, uh, absolutely knackered. Well, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What have you been up to, bud? Uh, a complete garage rearrangement. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Busy, busy lad. It's one of those jobs oh, where you think, well, oh, so, um, spend a few hours and then all day later. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'll, I'll bring the, uh, well, the listeners don't be, need to be brought up to speed, but I'll, I'll bring you up to speed. We've been talking about the strikes. 
Oh. We've covered how we think about the strikes. We've covered um, what we make of the Ospreys Ealing merger. And now we've gotten on to somehow that I don't feel like we fully ever embraced professional rugby in Wales. So I guess, yeah, uh, if you would just want to give a little overview of what you think of the strikes and maybe the Ospreys Ealing thing, and then uh, perhaps we move on to the weekend, is it, boys? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, totally in support of the strikes, 100%. Um, I kind of almost hope it happens in a sense of a rocket up the arse of the WRU uh, or even a rocket up the arse of the demise of the WRU and then a complete <laughs> complete phoenix from the flames of uh, you know this new rugby Cymru whatever <laughs> it's been touted <laughs> but um, uh, what was the other thing Ealing and Ospreys uh, absolutely ridiculous <laughs> Like, I just. I, how, Funny enough, we said the same. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like you've been listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just just that to be honest, absolutely ridiculous. I'm sure you guys are covering it in more depth, and I don't want to like go over what what you've probably already said, but I just like the fact that it even got as far as being a news story is crazy to me. That's the sort of conversation you have with your mates in the pub. Why didn't somebody stamp on that cockroach as soon as they seen it? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're my quick. Yeah. Uh... Well, do you remember we used to play that game where you'd like try and merge? Do, do you remember we, we used to play that like word game where you try and merge the name of a musical artist with a sports team? And I, I, just, I just feel like it's, it's that sort of thing. It's like, right, what would happen if you merged? I don't know, Doncaster Knights with Borders, you know? <laughs> that Borders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like um, I don't know. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? It is. But it's, yeah. it sounds like it might actually happen, which is the thing that's really, really bizarre. I mean, the rugby paper reporting today that you know they've named Ospreys as the side that it was going to be, and it looks like you know there, there are wheels in motion. No, they might not ultimately be the wheels that move, and that might not be how it turns out. But like the plans are being laid out. It's <laughs> much in the same way the plans were laid out for the Osprey Scarlets. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if this might be just a bargaining tactic from the WRU. Where it's like, well, if you go on strike and you box us up for us, we've got options, maybe. Well, l- let it happen. And let's see what yeah. happens after that, because yeah. I think the yeah, players yeah, totally. and the teams have got more reason to strike for course have. a team, the demise of a team in Wales for the benefit of, of, the, of a team in England. That's that's a really good way of putting this. It, 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 yeah, like the WIU for for all of its many failings, its task is basically protect rugby in Wales. And yeah, if if the answer, if the, one of the solutions is let Ealing eat the Ospreys, <laughs> then they just they aren't doing the job, right? Is there anything in the, um... okay? Shall we have a? Oh, sorry, because it's it's so hard to say ahead of the story. Sorry, I'd go well, on. I was just going to say quickly: is there anything to say that like? Cardiff, for instance, couldn't, uh, you know, remove themselves from being part of the WRU and just enter a different league off their own back. It's, it's an interesting question. I, like, I, I'm not As, sure. I'm not sure what the mechanism is now. As far as I'm aware, aren't London Welsh sort of dual? Um, there's something like that. Isn't it? Yeah, they are. Um, I think there are FU and WRU, but I could be wrong. They've got a, a stake or something of an within Welsh rugby. No, in the past, something we like did, that. Yeah, we did do the Rebel season where I think Cardiff and Swan and Swansea, I think, um, yeah. just sacked off the WRU and played friendlies against English sides. Now they never really left the WRU, and I don't know what the like I say what the mechanism would be. Presumably, it would be something like we aren't going to do Cardiff rugby anymore. We're going to set up a new team, and you you. But what the problem you got then is you're probably contractually obligated to take part in certain competitions. Yeah. So it could be very messy. Oh. Um, but at this point, I'm, I'm here for the I'm here for the fallout. Like I, I just. If it, it's, if it's if such it, a morbidly interesting time to be a rugby fan, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> if he rips up and starts again, like good or bad, I mean, like it can't be any worse than what it is now. I think you're right. Like that's the depressing thing. But yeah. like. Like I had said last week, though, you, you, we can just scrape deeper and deeper into this barrel. I mean, I didn't think it was going to get worse after we recorded last week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do, do you remember? Do you remember seven days ago when we were predicting our team for England? Oh, God, 
it's it's wild. It's nice, like no look at every this. every new dawn is a new reason to, to distance yourself further and further from the WRU. Yeah. So okay, uh, shall we quickly go over the URC results um, and then talk about what we think may or may not happen for England? Uh, did anybody manage to catch the Munster Ospreys game on Friday? Didn't didn't see it, but um, seeing the score, I can kind of guess what happened. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it, incredible nine tries, like Tommy Bodot. <laughs> Uh, and oh, Bradley Davis, uh, Bradley Davis, red tackle as well, was it? Was it? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, uh, high tackle. Yeah, so uh, yeah, not a happy hunting ground out there. And I'm, I'm just looking at um, uh, Munster's team here. There's quite a few names you'd recognise. Yeah. So, you know, but at the same time, like they, they had such a stuttering start to this season, and then you look at Ospreys. And it's it's not bare bones, and they've they've had such a steely edge to them before the Six Nations break. I, I we Ed and I thought that they would lose. By the way, four from four in the predictions, lads. We. Um, <laughs> but I didn't see this level of hammering. Now, Ed, this is something Mike and I covered on the last section. Do you think this contract mess has had anything to do with this capitulation out there? Uh, it's got to be in the back of your mind uh, and I, I think you know if you don't play rugby 100% it tells because you know it's the same way it's like you're more likely to get injured if you're worried about being injured rather than just playing you know fully focused on rugby and I can imagine it's the same thing now where it's like you've got to go to an Irish province away and any any one of them are, are a difficult team to play away, but especially at the moment with everything that's going on, you've then got to try and like focus yourself, gear yourself up to play in this game, knowing that you know with or without a contract it could be your last game of rugby, but also there's no guarantee that in four months' time you'll have a contract and insurance to pay for the injury you might sustain in this match, and I I, I think it has got to be starting to play. On players' minds, of course. Yeah, absolutely. and I, I, something else, Mikey and I said was p- perhaps that the, in these away games, where you are away from your home support, people who come and see you week in, week out, it's going to be harder to put that stuff to the back of their mind. Yeah. I really do think like the home fans this weekend were were excellent. Yeah, I think um, sort of it's 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 hard in it. I mean, not only to go, to go away like the Dragons and the Ospreys have done. But knowing you're sort of weakened as well, not like the the dragons were weakened so much, but the Ospreys were certainly sort of had so many yeah. starters missing. It 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 does have an effect. It has its impact. I mean, there's there's, there's no way of bringing on a, a Joe Hawkins or a Kieran Williams because they're not there. Yeah, and that's something actually that that really did disappoint me about Gatland this week was he, he didn't release any any players to the regions. Yeah, um, I know that like. He did have to send his England-based players back to England, but you know, let's pretend now that Kieran Williams doesn't feature versus England. Like Osprey's could have done with him. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think he's, he's Gatlin's kind of tied. I think though. I mean, I mm. to, to to giving him a run out. See Joe Hawkins twice now for a, yeah, for a yeah. good for a good patch. Not that he's done anything wrong. Yeah, but. Well, he's an option now, isn't he? Like oh, he's he's a yeah. he's a bone. He's made he's made it clear that Joe Hawkins is now a viable Wales option. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Let's see if we've got another option. Well, yeah, and I'd like to think, right? Um, you know, be, being a fan of Kieran Williams and and the Ospreys, like we we'll see a, if, if he's lucky enough to get get the nod now. Come come Thursday for the weekend. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> more than that later. Yeah, um, I mean, you 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 got to work on potential. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, you t- you take a look at this um, Ospreys fifteen right at the start. I mean, you got Max Nagy, Luke Morgan, Michael Collins, Owen Watkin, Keelan Giles, Stephen Myler, Ruben Morgan Williams, Nicky Smith, Elvis Tyone, Tom Bota, Bradley Davis, Hugh Sutton, Jack Regan, Ethan Roots, Morgan Morris. Not a unstacked side. You, you'd expect to see a team like that take to to the park on a regular 
season yeah. outside of the Six Nations or I, I or thought it was good I thought it would probably be a five nil I Munster bonus point win, but I, I thought it would be like a you know thirty two twenty <laughs> sort of if, you know. I think make no bones about it, if they started with Reese Henry, that'd been a much different game. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, he came on in the second half, and I don't think it was far beyond the capacities of our of our hero Reese Henry to change yeah. that game in any way whatsoever. Yeah, totally. Um, did either of you manage to catch Scarlet Edinburgh yesterday uh, yesterday afternoon? No, pass. Now that I I did put the highlights on before we came on because I was at the Cardiff game whilst this was happening. And oh my god, man, some of the tries, absolute worldies. It is like swashbuckling Scarlet's attack at rugby. It was, yeah. Oh, first thing you want to do when you get off this call, Mikey, right? Go and have a look. Give give Biz a, a ring, make sure he's uh, <laughs> recovered because you know he, he might be in bed with a cigarette and a pizza. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he did the Dublin West last uh, yesterday, so I heard he uh, went to watch Almond Foot first and then um, oh. moseyed on down uh, to. Um, oh, what a day he must have had. Living his best life, like he was, in, he was in Gloucester Friday night as well. So, um, oh, so he saw Zamet. Uh... Yeah, he did. He was he was there for that. Did you see Zamet was celebrating that try from twenty meters out? <laughs> <laughs> did you see the uh, disallowed try he had or didn't have? No, no. Oh, it was amazing! Like broke two or three tackles, and then it was a dive for the line. It was one of those ones. Oh, it's yeah. Like, in fact, it's 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 you know a freeze frame away from being a try sort of thing much mm. much in the same James Lowe's was yeah Aye. yeah very similar oh. but um, yeah he was looking good he was looking very sharp I saw the highlights mm. across he looked sharp yeah looked very quick sorry to go off on a tangent here did anybody see that Bargoid try from yesterday which one was that it's doing the rounds on uh, Twitter so there's a crossfield kick and the winger takes the ball like in mid-air, like diving, like a full-on Tom Daly dive, catches it and lands over the track. Oh, like, I think I have seen that highlights, actually. Oh, absolutely <laughs> incredible. There's, there's a picture of him, right? Sort of uh, at like 45 degrees to the floor. Hands first. <laughs> Super, Superman. Catching the ball. Oh, be- thing of beauty. Absolute thing of beauty. TJ Perinara did something for the something similar for the Hurricanes not so long ago. Intercepted, <laughs> passed off the back of off the from one from the scrum after the turn off a light oh. and just on the scarlets, I have seen the two highlights of two of the tries and the it was the one which was the um intercept by that six, the new the new Tongan six they've got, um, who by all accounts had a stormer. I can't think of his name now. Um that was the first try I believe or the second. And then it was the one where it was the Johnny McNichol counter attack chip over the um, uh, chip over the defence, regather, and then just to pass off to this six again, uh, who who ran it in all the way in under the posts and then passed back to Gareth Davis on the in the yes. in goal area. <laughs> totally bamboozled the commentator. You saying, and he's he's in for his second, and then uh, yeah, he turns around and just pops it to Gareth Davis. <laughs> Selfless, I, utterly selfless. Imagine, imagine if Davis had dropped it. Oh. That would have been such a Gareth Davis thing to do. <laughs> have you ever seen the um, Samoan Sevens one? I was just going to say, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Basically, he pass it forward. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Ran, ran, it all, ran it all the way in, got his teammate around yep. him, and then he sort of like he handed him the ball in front of him to, to score the try, <laughs> and then yeah, it just obviously oh. it was a forward pass. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at the two teams here. I mean, Scarlets. You know, well, this isn't a bad regional fifteen. McNichol, Steph Evans. Steph Evans played really well. He was doing winger things. Uh, Roberts, your Nichols, uh, Conbia. Conbia played well. Mm. Costello, Garth Davis, Matthias, uh, Evans, Wainwright, Lucy, Fafita, Calamafoni. You know, there's there's some real good players there. And I'm I'm looking at Edinburgh. Don't recognise a lot of names. Um, not to take decimated. anything away from Scarlets, but yeah, uh, it the, the highlights did at times Scarlets were making it look easy, and I'm wondering if it was. Yeah, you know, again, I think you can attribute it, attribute it to that same thing. Like you know, there's two teams in Scotland, and listening a few, listening to a few podcasts today, hmm. uh, a lot of the Scotland team have been picked from Glasgow and Edinburgh, yeah. and uh, it, it sounds to me like sort of Edinburgh are suffering the same fate as the Dragons and the Ospreys of late, having to sort of yeah. travel away. And um, 
take the the mixed veg, as it were, to the <laughs> to Tlatli on a on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that's uh, that's five on the bounce now then for Scarlets who uh, are on a bit of a run. Um, so yeah, Cardiff then. It, did did any of you catch on the TV? Because it was hard to tell exactly what was going on from the start. <laughs> yeah, I, I managed to yeah. watch uh, most of the game on, uh, on my phone on the way back from Bristol. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was good. It it, um, it looked frustrating, though. Uh, I don't know if that was the sense there. Um, I'm trying to think back now. I feel like it was quite um, stopped, stopped start a bit. I think so. So, like, Owen Lane scored very early on. Yeah. And it was a weird one, man. So, like, at that point, I was, like, kind of, like, supremely confident we were going to do all right. Um, and then Treviso came back right away with a try of their own from uh, from their fullback. And then we scored another try pretty much straight after that. Um, I think that was the calamity of errors, Max Clewellyn one, where like there was this sort of ricochet. Max uh, just caught the ball by pure dumb luck. <laughs> yeah, ran ran up the pitch and put Lane in the corner again. Um, yeah, Lane was on for a hat trick after a quarter hour. <laughs> was, uh, I thought he was looking very good last night. Yeah, he was. He did. He did get a bit of a knee twinge towards the end that uh, went unnoticed on TV. Uh, did his usual sort of little. Shouted and screaming on the touchline, where he uh, like he does when he gets injured. Uh, I think in in defence as much of as much as attack, I thought he was looking looking yeah. good for covering tackles and all. Like, um, which is, I, t- which I tell is you what, you remind me of one thing. That second Benetton try, I think our defence was shocking. Um, there was just nobody there. It was like we defend our try line. There were so many gaps. I don't know if you saw that one. Ed. Uh, unfortunately, not. Actually, my phone <laughs> conveniently cut out. Uh, streaming when uh when they scored and I had to come back to them having already yeah. scored so but yeah we we did make hard work of it but it, I think um you know five nil we'd have taken that it was it was nice to get a win after the yeah we totally played. um and just just a word then for um it was community clubs day as well which is really cool um a man let me tell you like two thousand kids in the north terrace were making an absolute <laughs> racket it was amazing <laughs> and it's, it's, like it's... they could have they're gonna to have to change the ad hoarding. It's it's rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember. It's, I remember it's those great days on the Alps Park. Any excuse to just to whack the hell out of that uh, <laughs> signage. I think it's great to see something like that as well, having Community Day or something similar, like and you know the 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 the, the socks from the clubs and stuff like that. I think yeah. it's um it's a nice touch and uh, it's, it's certainly got its place in um in in rugby like that. But um, I think what we'll put a bit of a slight on that game was. The um, Benetton outside half grabbing the face, oh, grabbing the eyes of uh, um, Kieran Alzarati. That's got no place for me. Um, and it's oh, a, Jesus Christ! And no, no. Watching on, watching it on the telly, um, it's the way the outside half went about it. Yeah. Well, I felt the redness come down, and you know my love for the Blues is <clears throat> sorry, Cardiff. <laughs> Diggs <laughs> is, is 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 almost non-existent. But go, my gosh, did the redness come down for me after about yeah. three cans of uh, cider? It was. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, and he's like, I, I don't know if you boys have seen it from what the telly angle showed. The 10 goes up behind the sub hooker and reaches around the hooker. Yeah. And then goes for Azarati like that. Yeah. yeah. And so we, oh, we, I, by this by this point, I, I'd add three pints. I, I, I don't, typically I, I end up driving to matches um, just because of like the, the schedules and stuff. But yesterday I was lucky enough I got dropped into town. And uh, I was going to lift home, so I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to have a couple of pints here. Good man. Put some three pound, three pound fifty for a beer in the arms. Wow, it's reasonable. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, so by this point, I, I was on my on my third, and me and a chap stood next to me. Um, we were looking at the the screen, and we and we thought he was looking for a high tackle at first, and we we were looking at the evidence, and uh, it, it it looked like there was nothing. Yeah, so Rory Thornton won it for the um, sort of highish. Highest yeah. challenge, but there was nothing in it. Yeah, it was no, so then, and then, and then the, hmm. the next thing we knew, the ref was going back, and we we're yeah. like, "Oh, what's he seen now?" <laughs> and yeah, oof, it was a. Uh, how Azarati kept his cool, honest to God. If yeah. if that was, I, yeah. I I I never been that kind of player. Like, but if that was me, mm. yeah, yeah everyone's got their limits. Th- things happen. Yeah, like especially after what happened with um, uh, Craig, not Craig Canal, um, 
Gavin Cornell, yeah, yeah, like, you know, going blind in one eye because someone's gone for your eyes is disgusting. Like, you know, yeah. you, it, it's not, there's no place for it outside of rugby and let alone in rugby. No, no. Um, oh. But then it was almost like the attitude of the 10 after you got red card, and you was yeah. just like, oh, yeah. What, yeah. What, what, what's this, what's this? And you're just like, oh my God, you know, like. Little, yeah. little, uh, little pat on the head from Rady Low as well on his walk. I didn't, I didn't like that. I really didn't, yeah. didn't like that. I thought that was like a bit, I know patronising isn't the right word, but it was like, it, it almost for me sort of did made it not matter. I don't think I, that I was the right you. thing for Rayleigh Lowe to do. He just went for the one of his teammates' eyes. Do you know what I mean? It's, it was. I, I think it was a sarcastic pat on the head. I hope it was. Yeah, but I, I, didn't I, I don't it. think it was. I don't think it was the time or place. No. For it, um, you'd have liked this, boys. There was there was one scrum yesterday, where the pack was perfectly stable. Right, there was no twisting, creaking bodies moving in the wrong direction a perfectly solid scrum but Cardiff got such a push on that the Benetton t- scrum actually slid <laughs> along, the surface of the pitch. along that 4G where there's 100% traction honest to, god, honest to god slid right without breaking a shape a good three <laughs> meters it was beautiful that's, that's what you want that is. that's what you want on the yeah, pitch like that we, we, we seem to develop a functioning line out out of nowhere yesterday I don't think we lost the line out and we stole one and I was enjoying I it, shocked. watching it. Like um, I was just like, yes. I was just. I always messaged you to say, "Oh, it's so good having Christian Daisy back." You know, firing in the lineout. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was like it, it was almost. It was nice to have a game where you're not dreading Cardiff going for the corner or something. Well, this is it. Like attack, a, a viable tactic against us would just be to give us lineouts on our own five meter <laughs> and just try and nick them. Because... Yeah. Uh, all right, and should we finish off then with uh, Dragon's trip to Leinster? Again, I've, I've only managed to see highlights of this. So, uh, I popped over to see a mutual friend of ours, Ed, straight after the game. So, uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, so, we, well, we were we were chatting. Uh, we went up the pen and wig. We were just shooting the shit, and I, I sort of forgot that the uh, Dragons were playing. Did, uh, did, I, did I catch it? Uh, I, I was watching... Um, I, I kind of, like, was in and out of watching it, Um at, uh, I, I started watching just as they were attacking for their second try, and annoyingly, my thing cut out again. But um, yeah, the bit I did watch them, the dragons didn't look too bad. They looked pretty tasty in attack. Um, again, you know, I hadn't seen the whole game, so you know, I could have just only seen their good periods. Mm. But um, I mean, no surprise with I the th- result. But I think I got a similar feeling to you having watched the highlights because. I remember thinking this feels a bit more spirited than our display was. A few oh yeah, back. <laughs> like you know, I, I, from what I saw, I wouldn't have been upset as a Dragons fan because yeah. How about you, Mike? Have you uh, been across this one? Yeah, caught it sort of a, a few cans deep last night. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, um, Leinster just well Leinster really, and yeah. you know took took scored the first try within three and a half minutes if that doesn't put a, a marker on the game I don't know what does um, mm. and again you know the, the relentlessness of that of that machine and like I said you know, dr- Dragons were in the fight it just it didn't show on the scoreboard <clears throat> yeah yeah okay um, so after round 14 then that puts Cardiff 9th on 34 Ospreys 12th on 29 uh, Scarlet's 13th on 27 and Dragon's 15th on 18 so Cardiff uh, we are one point off 8th now and still however 7 points off a playoff place for 6th so yeah I think the car park shield might be all we're getting this season <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, a it's, it's a way into Europe it's a way into it is yeah yeah like, Although I'm not sure I want it. Like I kind of like <laughs> being a medium fish in the uh, the small pond that is. Got to test. Challenge. Got to got to test yourself. I mean, you could have a day like the Ospreys did against Leic- uh, against Leicester. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, Reece that, Henry. That would be nice. Reece Henry. <laughs> the rise and rise. Oh. I think um, a quick word for the age grade stuff as well. So it, it could have been um, a winner takes all uh, Cardiff Ospreys game next uh, on Wednesday coming. Uh, but the results didn't go that way this weekend, so I think Ospreys have won the under-18 league. However, Ed, I think um, we might still try and pop down and do some uh, pitch-side stuff if, if our calendars allow. 
but uh, we'll save that production meeting for, for over yeah. here, is it? <laughs> All right, then, boys. Um, last section before we go into our forbidden loves. Do we think Wales England will happen this weekend? Uh, everything about me wants to say yes, but then, as I said earlier, I kind of also hope not. But I, I think there's just too much riding on it for it not to go ahead. It's. I, I think the 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 WIU will be. I well. I think it's going to all depend on how seriously the WIU take the threat. If they take it seriously, then they will do everything they can to sort out this contract by Wednesday, which is the deadline. Yeah. They... If they aren't taking it seriously and they, they think they're going to try and call the players bluff, I honestly see the strike happening. Yeah. Um, I've, I, I've had another kind of thought issue around this. I think, I think by hook or by crook, that game will go ahead. If it, if it does so happen to be that it's um, the, the the players in camp as it is they're the ones who strike and it's Wednesday is the deadline and um, and like both uh, both sides have come to a stalemate do they go and fish another 23 players out of the pool not in the squad say for for the just to get that game on like and you know give 23 players that who have yet to be capped maybe maybe fly you know, parachute Reese Henry straight into starting <laughs> this thing, this didn't things you want to mind, things you want to see, things you love to see, like you know, Genji and Reese Henry going like rutting stags. Oh, yeah. let's have this. Give did, the fans what they want. This this did cross my mind, but then the the, the other side of this is the players they draft in are probably in the same position, like, yeah, yeah, even yeah. worse positions. You know, I, yeah, mm. are, are there going to be twenty three players who a would be like okay, yeah. Fuck mm. my pals! I'm gonna play this yeah. game <laughs> and yeah. undermine their strike position. Or course, yeah, that's it. So I I don't know. Like I mean, mm. honestly, if this if it if the contract uh, negotiations aren't finalized by Wednesday, I I I really feel like this strike is going to happen some way. And they think they've got to be working twenty four seven for the next not seven days, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> they've, well, they've, the they've got to be doing man. something like, on it. Like even amidst all of these crises, they aren't working 24 7 no. so like did, you, you saw that thing the other day where um players who were assigned to a sponsor or a box owner's table yeah got up and walked out in unity after the starters are served much to the I, like somebody i was chatting to last night on the terraces to, told me like you know he knows people who were in that room and they were pissed off well like it, it turns heads doesn't it it makes you as yeah. a sponsor like you, you partner with cash to a, to, a, to, a, yeah. to, a, to a union to support those players but the mm. union itself aren't supporting those players. The yeah. pl- I think the players are right to do that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Totally. And, and if you're the sponsors there, you, 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 you clearly you're saying to them people running the show, the WRU, you think you're saying, well, why are you allowing this to happen? Why are you, why are you as a governing body, allowing yeah. that to happen? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, like, don't get me wrong, man. Like, I hate the idea of missing a Wales-England game in Cardiff. But right now, I think this is more important. And if it went ahead, yeah, I'd be sad the game wasn't happening, but, oh, man, I'd be behind it. I, just for the scenes. Can you imagine the ructions? It's... If if it was Italy, I don't think there'd be that much of a... No? No. You wouldn't, we wouldn't be having this conversation so 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 deep, but I think it's because mm. of the nature of the fixture. I think that's why it's... Yeah. So, I mean, I mean you, could, you could be playing for the... For, Pack a bloody smarties, like you know. Yeah, and I mean, the the more I think about it, actually, the more I think it's coordinated because these players have known about this problem for a long time, and they didn't choose the Ireland game, and they didn't choose the, the Scotland game. Like I think they've gone for the England game because of its profile. Yeah, if you think about it, it's it's the biggest game in in the Welsh Six Nations calendar, and yeah, this this year it's fallen uh on the weekend between Fallow weeks, so. It's the longest period between games that the players can threaten a strike and give the WIU the opportunity to sort something yeah. out. Yeah, the players are doing, you know, the kick. They're doing all they can, and I don't mm-hmm. want to mean that sound like they're being doing all they can to be disruptive. They they're doing all they can to, for the benefit of of themselves and their colleagues. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
what a mess. What a mess. If it does go ahead, let's let's parallel universe this. Uh, do you think the emotional energy will result in angry whales just going at England, or will it be heads down, ospreys in Munster sort of performance? Heads down, I think. I think I agree. Yeah, I think I agree too. Because uh, the energy is, is, is sapped the life out of it to me, like already. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's that situation where um, you, you know you've got the fans, the people that are there, and they want to see their team win. But also, you know, putting that effort in and making that team win, you're just going to get all the blazers just lapping it up. In, in the background shaking yeah. each other's hands yeah. yeah shaking each other's hands well done old boy well done and I think when you're a player like, and you see behind the curtain and see that happening you just have a completely different perspective on the whole situation of like victories and losses Mikey do you remember um, when we were in Union Gareth Jenkins was having that terrible Six Nations campaign and we lost to everybody apart from England that year. <laughs> and I do remember the mood. It was 2007. It was the game where James Huck and Chris Horsman scored all the points. Yeah. And I remember that the prevailing attitude amongst our rugby-loving uh, cohort was, ah, well, that's shit, because now Gareth Jenkins isn't going to lose his job before the World Cup. <laughs> oh, I can't remember that, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take and, your word for that. <laughs> and I kind of feel like this is a similar thing. Like you yeah. guys are just saying, like if, if Wales somehow managed to pull a win out their asses, then... This would almost like validate the WRU in a way. Yeah, is... and that's that's not required, is it? That's not what's wanted. No. What's wanted is is positive actions on the on the back of affirmative actions. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so I, I think where we've landed there is we think. I, I well, I, I don't think it's weird. I'm not like sure the strikes will go ahead. I just don't see how they don't. It's it's a. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um. But it, and if they don't, then we're all. We're, I think we're predicting a loss as well, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. Oh, how depressing! <laughs> probably, probably one of the most depressing episodes. Like, well, we we started a podcast at the wrong time. We should have started it in uh, two thousand and eight when <laughs> everyone's <Yeah>. happy. <laughs> but, but but what yeah. a time to start! I mean, like the, the is there's something going on? It's something to keep keep abreast of, isn't it? And it's something to keep yeah. to keep involved with. I think it's I think what a, so. what a great time to be involved in a podcast. What a great time! There's there's a there's a Brilliant bit of peep show where like they're talking about big news events because they they make for good news. So they're not good news, but they are news that is entertaining. Yeah, and there's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, I mean it's nothing if not engaging. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Right then, lads, <laughs> shall we do Forbidden Loves? Do you have any? Uh. <laughs> I'm afraid not for me I, this I, week. Yeah, I've got okay, one. Okay, yeah. Um, go on, go on. You go first, Mike. It's it's the it's the Irish wins over the Welsh regions. I mean, okay, they, they've they've they haven't stopped the best of they. Oh God, no. And no. um, you know, you don't like to see Welsh teams going down to any opposition, but um, it 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 shows the state of things, doesn't it? Like, and well done to the Irish teams for not um, and yeah. Cheers to the WRU for what they're doing. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, totally. Thanks, boys. I, I, mine's actually kind of similar. So I was uh, having a little scroll through Reddit the other day, and this isn't a personal love of mine. Uh, but I did find several Irish rugby fans actually coming out of the woodwork, dropping the banter for a minute, and offering support to the Welsh rugby players. Which Ooh. I thought was bloody lovely because you know, <laughs> the, the rivalry between Ireland and yeah. Wales in the last few years has been yeah. really heated. But take, just just have a listen to these two paragraphs here. Uh, this is from a, somebody going by the name Dat Dude Behind You on Reddit, uh, <laughs> a Leinster fan. <laughs> so everybody look out. Uh, and Dat Dude Behind You says, <laughs> In truth, it would be ideal for nobody. But I can't for one second criticise the Welsh players if they choose to go down this route. The WIU have treated them appallingly and to this point at least, have resisted reform at every stage. It's hard to see any other meaningful action the players could take. I would also say that it's in the interest of all the Six Nations partners that rugby in Wales is run well and in the interest of the professional game. Rugby is too small a sport to lose one of the great traditional nations, especially if it's because of mismanagement. I mean, come on. From an Irish fan to a Welsh fan, that is incredible. So, uh, 
I think that is a beautiful forbidden love and it's going to make my next one seem a bit silly. <laughs> but seeing Ponty RFC's kids parading a Ponty RFC banner on the Arms Park yesterday as part of Communities Day did warm my uh, valley's heart. <laughs> oh, good. So the next generation, though, we just start the integration young. I think we've lost Mikey. Mikey? Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, that didn't taste any better today than it did last night. No. But, uh, I, I think, again, from, from the point of view of, you know, Ponty being at the Arms Park and uh, parading themselves around. I think that was uh, a forbidden love from that side as well. Yeah, and yeah. I, that's that's exactly why this podcast started, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but the, the kids need to know the history, the the the, the rivalry. Yeah, yeah. Between that that bottom end of the A470 and the Valley Commandos. But it, it was lovely to see, and there was uh, there was Gilvach there. I saw. I noticed Hundred Vard over there. Uh, some people stood next to me. You know, we were chatting about Wave. Oh, do you know? I know it's Porf, is it? Oh, right. <laughs> so no, it, was, uh, it was great down there. And then, you know, um, I suppose this could be a forbidden love as well because I'm not in favour of uh, unorganised pitch invasions because they can be dangerous. But um, before the stewards opened the gates to let people onto the pitch yesterday, all 2,000 of those kids jumped the fences <laughs> past the stewards and onto the pitch to go and like shake hands with the players and stuff. And I... Really did enjoy that. I, I did sort of get swept up, and then once the gates were unlocked, they went for a little wander, and uh, I saw Lloyd Williams and his dad because uh, Lloyd became the most capped Wales player, uh, uh, Wales player the most capped Cardiff player yesterday, and uh, he was there with Bryn Moore, so that was nice. And uh, yeah, so uh, lovely stuff. Right, boys, short and sweet tonight. Do you think we've covered everything that we can? I think so. Yeah, for now. It's getting increasingly hard <laughs> to stay relevant, um, but it, it, let's let's look positively then, and if something fruitful comes by Wednesday and we've got something to talk about ahead of the England match vis-a-vis team news and maybe we'll do a shorty later in the week is it? Yeah I think so Something for the fans to look forward to Yeah (laughs) (laughs) or something for the fans maybe to look forward to Alright lads well thanks for your time thanks everybody for listening please uh, subscribe, share, tell your mates, rate, review, comment etc get in touch we're always happy to hear from you and thanks again for listening so take care ta-ra so long